Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the People Project Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Alexander, and each week I will be bringing you episodes on different topics that affect us all in different ways, internally, externally, or sometimes both. As you know, I created this podcast to talk about people because everyone has a story worthy of being told. Last week, I talked all about celebrities and celebrity culture, and I was joined by several of you, um, both via interview and submitted audio clips. So thank you again to everyone who helped out last week. It was so much fun. I love like doing that every now and then and giving as many people as possible the opportunity to um, participate and contribute if they want to. So um, this week's episode will be on one of my favorite topics, food. Um, food is a comfort, as a love language, diet culture, and so much more. And I will be joined by my girl Anya a little bit later, and we'll be discussing the impact that her Russian heritage and culture has on her relationship with food. And we will be answering some of y'all's questions that you sent in. So, food is a comfort. I'm sure we've all heard the term emotional eating, right? Like, I've done it. I mean, everybody's done it. We eat or or don't eat our feelings and based on our moods and we see it in like TV and in movies and read about it in books and stuff like that. Like, for example, a girl's going through a breakup, so she's sitting on the couch eating chocolate and ice cream and crying, you know, like we've all seen it, right? So I'm not saying that this is completely a bad thing, but just like anything else, there's got to be a balance, right? Like, Emotional eating isn't as straightforward as you would think. So here's the science behind it um, because I'm a nerd and I love science and I think this is really cool. So think about the last food that you craved. Did you crave a salad? Did you crave quinoa? Did you crave a nice piece of grilled chicken? Chances are the answer to that question is no. Um, If you're like me, you crave french fries, chicken nuggets, chocolate chip cookies, pasta, so on and so forth. Um, so the reason for that is that that food is high in calories and carbs and sugar, whatever, and these types of foods stimulate our brain's reward system, and that same reward system and pleasure systems are associated with, like, drug and alcohol addiction, um, and that's what's active when we are eating those comfort foods, uh, because we, we tend to use food to self-medicate. We want that, like, that instant gratification feeling of like pleasure and joy. Um, But here's the thing though, there's always going to be a crash later, right? I mean, not just an emotional crash, there will be a physical crash. Um, But let's talk about the positive emotional associations of food because we'll get into all that unhealthy stuff here in a little bit. So have you ever eaten something or even smelled something and it took you back to like a certain place or time or memory. Um, so if you listen to the psychology of music episode a few weeks ago, me and Austin talked about this with music. Um, but for me personally, like food memories and emotions are even stronger. Um, according to the Harvard Press's John S. Allen's The Omnivorous Mind, Um, There's a part of the brain that's called the hippocampus. There's one in each hemisphere, and it's critical for memory. But the hippocampus is particularly important for forming long-term declarative memories, like those that can, like, just be consciously recalled, and they contribute to, like, 
our autobiographies that, you know, we have, we have going on in our heads. So the hippocampus also has strong connections with the parts of the brain that are important for emotion and for smell, which explains why emotional memories can be so vivid or why certain smells trigger like a sense of recall or like nostalgia in us before we even like consciously remember an event, right? So let me give you a couple of examples. So I cannot eat, much less smell, a soft pretzel without thinking of Walt Disney World. And if you know me, you know, like, that's my thing. I love Disney World, right? But, like, fun fact, the sense of smell is the most connected sense to your memory. And the sense of taste is a close second because, you know, those are very closely intertwined. But take a second. Think of some of your favorite memories. Do you think of the place? Do you think of the people? Or, like... Do you think of the food? Do you think of, like, the snacks? Do you think of, like, all of that? So, another example, um, like, I can even, I can even see food, right? And it evokes a memory. So, for example, um, my papa would always get sugar babies on our way to the lake on weekends in the summer and stuff. And that man would sit next to me in the car and he would smack those damn things the whole hour and a half car ride. And it would drive me insane. But... But here's the thing, like, I hated that then, but now, like, I would give almost anything in the world, I would give anything in the world to be in a car with him and, like, him be smacking some candy, right? And now every time I see them in the store or at a gas station or something, like, I think about him and I smile and it's like he's just, like, just winking at me. And it's like, you know, a little comfort thing. And along the same vein... Um, the night before he died, we went to Outback Steakhouse as a family, and he friggin' loved that restaurant, like, loved it. Um, and since that day, which was almost 17 years ago, I haven't been able to, like, set foot inside of an Outback, much less eat at one without having a complete, uh, what I like to call, come apart. Um, and I actually, I went to one a few months ago, um, and I was like, oh, I'm good, whatever, it's been 17 years, you know, um, and... I think I cried for like two days afterward, just like it was just like being right back there, you know, so uh, I won't be doing that again, (laughs) Um, but it's just wild to me that after all that time, like walking in and smelling the restaurant or, you know, anything like that, like it just affected me so strongly, Um, but I mean, grief is a crazy thing, Um, but that's another episode (laughs) for another day. Okay. So, raise your hand if you love to cook or even bake. Okay, I'm going to assume that at least one person either actually or, like, in their head raised their hand, and this next section isn't going to be just just for me. But, according to some new research, 86% of Americans find cooking to be a total turn-on. So, make note of that, because if you're in the dating scene, you better make sure you have your stuff together in the kitchen. Um, for me, there's just something special about being able to like make something for someone and they enjoy it. Um, you know, the, the same thing goes though for the feeling of having something made for me, you know, there's like a a level of, of intimacy there, you know, it's like a labor of love. Um, but outside of just the romantic, you know, quote unquote love, if you, if you think back to everything that I was just discussing in relation to like food and memories, It's absolutely a language of love, you know, whether it's motherly love, memories of things being made or time spent around the table as family or sharing meals with people that are special to us in like a variety of different ways. There's 
Like, there's just no better way to express love or feel loved than, than we can with food, you know? And I mean, like, I love, I love baking. I love making cookies. Um, my, my favorite and apparently like my best cookies, just that's not my opinion. That's what I've been told, um, are my oatmeal raisin cookies. And I love like baking up a batch because the recipe I have like makes a huge batch and just like putting them in a little package and like sending them to like my friends that like, you know, either live nearby or live far away. Just stuff like a, Hey, I'm thinking of you. You're important to me. I love you. You know, so there's something special about it. And some friends of mine and I were all going to Chicago in September and we have like one day that's like solid plans but the rest of the time just based on like conversation it will in one way or another revolve around food you know so I feel like if you plan the food everything else will fit in around it right Um, I mean, for example, I was in Memphis a couple weeks ago, and I met my friends Mikey, Samantha, and Taylor at uh, my favorite Midtown Memphis restaurant called Young Avenue Deli, and uh, we sat on the patio and ate and drank and talked for like six or seven hours, um, just like talking and laughing and yelling (laughs) and just enjoying each other's company, you know? It was like a meal brought us together, but like the, the companionship is what, you know, what got us to stick around. So I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit more um, with with Anya here in a little bit. But before we get to that, I want to make sure to mention um, the concept and the toxicity that is diet culture. So here we go. What is diet culture? Um, So specifically, it's a way of thinking that assigns a moral virtue to some types of bodies, namely smaller, and types of food, but not others. So food becomes good or bad, um, and eating certain foods then will tend to trigger negative feelings or guilt or regret. And I'm here to say, like, do not reduce yourself to a body part that needs to be fixed. You are a whole ass beautiful person, so reframe your thinking instead of like, pizza's bad. Think, Food has no moral value and pizza is freaking delicious because let's be honest, eating a slice of pizza, maybe not the most healthy thing in the world, right? Like nutrition wise, but eating a slice of pizza is not going to do near as much damage to your health as a guilt and shame spiral that you go on for however long will. And again, I'm not saying to eat pizza for every meal. I mean, if you want to go for it, like you do you, but Eat so that you can be nourished instead of punishing yourself, if that makes sense. So, you know, in quote-unquote diet culture, instead of being treated as a fuel, food is a trigger. It's a, it's a collection of calories. It's numbers on a page or in an app. And instead of being, like exercise even, instead of being used to bring you joy or endorphins, it's something that you punish yourself with because you had a freaking slice of cake or you had that, you know like fries instead of a salad, you know, whatever. And, and unfortunately eating disorders are so heartbreakingly common. And, um, I saw a statistic yesterday that said that only 10% of people suffering from an eating disorder will seek professional help. And, you know, as, as a curvier woman, there is some, this is something that I've always struggled with. Um, I like, like so many, um, have gotten comments about my weight or my size or whatever and told that I don't look good in a certain outfit because it's not made for quote bigger girls like me and so on and so forth and you know for so long I became this person who would wear stuff um 
that, you know, like would, would ha- was oversized and would hide my figure and the way I looked from everyone. But you know what? Like, screw that. Wear the crop top. Throw on a bikini. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But like dress how you want to. Don't dress for everybody else. You know, like be be comfortable how you're comfortable, you know, internally and externally, because everybody is beautiful. And I'm not just speaking to women here. I'm speaking to men here too, because this isn't just a female thing. You know, like I feel like so much of the time, you know, when people talk about body positivity and they talk about, or body neutrality even, and, you know, like eating disorders, all this stuff, like it's very like female focused, but this is something that men deal with too. and, And that needs to be made aware. And so, you know, I say all this, like, I don't, I don't feel confident in the body that I was given every day, but like, I feel like we're all a work in progress, right? It's a daily struggle, but I am trying because I know at the end of the day, my worth is not tied to my size. Me being skinny or not being skinny does not determine if someone will love me, if a man will find me attractive or want to be with me. Because we are all so much more than our physical appearance and you don't need to change your physical appearance to be valuable because I'm so freaking tired of beauty standards. And so I'm going to get off my soapbox and I'll like leave, leave y'all with something that one of my friends said. While I think body positivity has good intentions, if something can be good, that means that it also can be bad. Body neutrality embraces the fact that your body and its shape are irrelevant. The shape and size of my body should be the least interesting thing about me, and as a result should consume the least possible amount of my attention. I have so many things in my life that are worth my thoughts and energy that do not revolve around the perceived flatness of my stomach on a given day. So, Before we get to Anya, um, I was talking with someone earlier today about this episode and what all it entails, and the term food sociology was brought up, and I think that's honestly the perfect segue to wrap up this portion of the episode before I get into my interview with Anya. Um, So so what is the sociology of food? Um, So if you want to be exact, it's the study of food as it relates to the history, progression, and future development of society, including production, preparation, consumption, distribution, conflict, medical application, ritual, spiritual, ethical, and cultural applications, environmental, and labor issues. So all the things. (laughs) Uh, But what does that mean, though? So from a sociological standpoint, food really strengthens social bonds. You know, I mean, I've talked about that a lot, you know, so far in this episode. And, um, you know, it signifies information about our, our identities and our habits and our heritage. And like I said, there's so much that is social about food and eating. And, you know, of course, we have to live to eat. So food, you know, is, is a biological thing, but it's also very cultural. So think about this, you know, what food do you think of when you think of Korea or Germany, or France, or Italy, or England, or even America, you know, I guarantee you there's something that, like, like clicks in your mind, and that you think of, um, and, you know, it, I mean, that goes for drinks, too, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I think about the World Showcase at Epcot, right, and, like, the drink around the world thing that you can do, um, and, you know, in each country, there's, like, a signature drink, right, you know, um, you know, there's, there's, 
the margarita in Mexico. There's beer in Germany and all these things. And so it's like every, every country, every culture, every whatever, like has like the things that like are tied to it. Um, even if it's just from a like purely surface level social construct, um, because food ties us to our culture and our heritage and that culture and heritage in turn shapes our individual tastes, whether we realize it or not. And that's largely what I'm going to be discussing with Anya, um, coming up next. So give me just a few minutes. I'm going to get some more coffee because as always, I'm in need of more coffee and we will be right back. All right, so now I am joined by my friend Anya. Hello. Hi. Um, I want to preface by saying that if anyone hears like a chainsaw in the background, um, I'm not like on the verge of being murdered. There's a man that has been working for like three days to like cut limbs and chop down trees in like the yard area behind my apartment. And like it, it's it's he's really struggling and he's literally been like doing working on it for like three days and it's just like two branches I don't understand why it's so complicated I have a whole series of pictures documenting this whole thing it's been nothing short of pure entertainment but I wanted to just preface that so if anyone hears like chainsaws they're not like Leatherface is coming for you sis like you better watch know. your back I am gonna believe that there's a, like a Dexter kind of episode of Dexter happening next door to you that also might be the case you know with might be the case um so <laughs> thank you <laughs> right um so thank you again for joining me and um being willing to come on and talk about um you know food and your relationship with it and like how your culture and your heritage like play into that because you're one of those people that like that's just like your thing, you know, like you're, you, that's, that's just what you do. Um, so I guess if you want to start by like, you know, introducing yourself, like where you're from, your background a little bit, and then kind of what, what food means to you and why, you know, you being on this episode kind of makes sense. Well, my name is Anya Grigneva. Um, if anybody wants to know my Russian full real name, yes. it's Anya Sergeyevna Grigneva. So <laughs> there's I that. I love it. <laughs> So I am originally from Lithuania. I was born in Russia, but lived in Lithuania for 14 years. And then my parents moved to America. We came to Minnesota. I was in Minnesota for 11 years. Then by myself, I moved to California for six years. And I just came back to Minnesota two years ago. So that's kind of a little bit about me. Me and Kelsey, we met through you starting to think about this podcast. Yeah. and all the different ideas and you were um taking an answer so that's kind of how we met and it was amazing so of course after <laughs> answering all the questions I was like I better be on this podcast yeah like, right you're like you put me through all of this like I better get to be on it <laughs> exactly I was like I'm not just answering questions just because here <laughs> and it was hard questions that you yeah. really made me think about things so it was awesome but I was like no now I'm gonna be on an episode and <laughs> who doesn't like food I right. mean let's be real I definitely do not look like I've ever skipped a meal ever in my life <laughs> oh like, my gosh, it's you're crazy. all good 
<laughs> and so I, you know, and I believe in trying all sorts of kind of food. I, with being Russian, I think our food is kind of a little bit different on some things and what we eat and what happens. And so, and then too, when I go to different countries or different states, I always try all sorts of different kind of food. I mean, I do, do draw the line on like crickets. Right. But, <laughs> like you're not you going to be eating like bugs or like no, bull testicles or anything like that. Um, no, but you know, there's a lot of things that I have eaten that are kind of. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> okay. So maybe we'll start with that. Like what, what do you mean? <laughs> well, no, it's just because I like, guess Russian people, like, you know, back in the day when they didn't really have much, like they ate every single part of like a cow, let's say. Mm-hmm. So like a cow tongue is a completely normal thing mm-hmm. that, you know, we will eat or like even like, uh, liver just in general, usually, um, you know, so like, <laughs> I have like a, um, I'm trying to think of like, cause it's Russian things. I'm trying to think of what it's called in English, but you know, <laughs> we have like a liver, um, like not puree, but like, but like spread right now in mm-hmm. the fridge. Like, you know, there's always like, <clears throat> like caviar or fish eggs or fish egg spread in the fridge. Like, yeah. it's just like all those, like we have dried fish. We have <laughs> dried. It's just normal. Fish. Yeah, like, so it's so many different things that I'm just like, why you don't have that in your fridge on a regular Tuesday? Um, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Like, which brings it so, like, which makes it so much funnier where sometimes, obviously, we also watch the both of us watch the challenge. So yeah. that's kind of a part of why we know each other. And so that's why it's funny. Sometimes me and my dad will watch episodes and they'll want to eat, like, cow's heart or something. And we're just like you know, or liver, and we're just like, this is just a regular right, dinner like, on Sunday. Just like a regular day. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, they just seem putting a salt and pepper for you. Like, this is fine. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Well, it's funny, because, like, I talked about that a little bit earlier in the episode of, like, with, like, food, like, sociology, and, you know, how different things make sense in certain places and they don't other places like you know there are parts of the world that they eat animals that we keep in our house um and you know like not to be insensitive or anything because to us that's really strange but but to those cultures it's just that's just a thing just like I mean like what you were saying you know on on the challenge they talk about oh it's disgusting and it's this and it's that but like you're like I got that in my freezer like I don't know what you're talking about you know yeah well and also I mean let's think about this we eat pig you know we eat Mm -hmm. pork we eat all parts of it where in some countries like that's it's a big no-no for us. However, we look at and we're like, oh, you are eating a horse today for lunch? Like, what? Well, and, you know, more on the challenge, we saw that last season with your favorite um, cast member, Fessy, um, you know, with the eating challenge. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I just had to. Paul will appreciate this. It's okay. (laughs) Um, But with, you know, with the eating challenge, like, they were eating different pork items and he was given like something completely different because he's Muslim and you know his his religion and his even culture you know I'm not sure exactly what part of the Middle East he's from I don't remember off the top of my head um and so he that's just not something that culturally or you know religiously that they eat and so I did appreciate that you know that the show was sensitive to that and they weren't just like well I guess you have to be disqualified from this challenge you know like well I think that was on the big brother too as to where 
mm-hmm. um, he had to, the, he got that. Yeah, no, which is nice because it's like, that's, you know, there's some things that you shouldn't have to give up. Like if I were on some show and they were like, oh, you got to eat like the dog hearts. I'm like, I'm going to go. Like this could be yeah, a million right. dollars, but I'm not eating a right. heart of like my teddy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Of like your sweet little puppy. No. Um, yeah, yeah. Because, because for you, that's just like a preference thing. That's not like a, you know, like a cultural, you know, I mean, it is, but it's not, you know what I'm saying? Um, yep. so I guess along that same vein, um, what are some like certain like traditional Russian foods that you, that are like your favorite things to eat? Well, there's a lot of just really, um, I'll say some favorite ones and I'll say some that are really, really funny. And whenever my friends <laughs> go somewhere and like, if they're at my house and they see it, or if they're at my birthday party and they see it, it's, it's really funny. But so usually, you know, borscht is one of those things mm-hmm. that everybody, um, you know, um, loves and has. So that's the most famous thing that people have even tried. I don't actually know how to make one because my mom makes it like every other weekend. <laughs> so there's just no reason for me to know. You don't that's have to worry one about of it. Things. Yeah, like it's one of those things though to where I'm like, I need to start learning how to make Russian food because <laughs> like I'll make Mediterranean food. I'll make, you know, Mexican food. I'll, you know, just different. I love trying make, to make mm-hmm. food of different cultures. Yeah. It's never Russian culture because my mom <laughs> can do that. Like, right. So, um, so we have, of course, borscht. Then we have, um, uh, we have the stopped, uh, stopped, um, we have stuffed uh, cabbage leaves. So there, that's called galupsi. Um, so oh. that's a pretty common. So, and then there's two, there's a lot of Russian foods that are like from the old Soviet Russia. So it's like, you know, there's always an argument. Is it Russian? Is it Polish? Is it Ukrainian? Is it mm-hmm. from one of the stands? So, you know, the Tajikistan, Ch- Uzbekistan, like all those kind of like, because it's yeah. all kind of got mixed in. Um, then we have pilmeni, which is a kind of, um, it's pretty much like dumplings. Mm-hmm. A little bit is kind of meat dumplings. And then we have pierogi, which Actually, what p- American people think pierogi is, is not really pierogi. Hmm. That's vareniki. Um, the, you know, the stuffed dough that you just like put in the water or like you can buy it at Trader Joe's or at Costco. They sell it to where you just make it in your oven or on your stovetop where the actual pierogi is like, it's kind of the same, but it's more of like a bun that has like a meat inside of it or it has a mm. bun that has like potato inside of it, but it's actually baked or, you know, and not it's different preparation pretty mm-hmm. much the same ingredients yeah. but um so yeah so those are kind of some famous ones some interesting uh, things that we have is like <laughs> uh there's that as my friend calls it jello meats so it's literally <laughs> it literally is actually meat under jello and uh, so because they make yeah you um uh, and so you just when like I eat up with like horseradish on it and it's really really good and yeah. but it's one of those things that you don't eat it just anywhere because it's yeah it's basically it's like boiled meat and stuff and then you shred it and then um you just add gelatin to that uh bouillon or whatever that you have mm-hmm. from boiling meat for, to the broth and then it you know kind of not freezes but it hardens just regular jello so it's really good but you don't hmm. just eat it just anywhere because you don't know what kind of meat people have used in it yeah. so it's one of those things you eat it when you trust it like at your house mm-hmm. at maybe your best friend's house right. but not at a random person's house because you're like yeah. Yeah, you could have been using shady stuff right like the mystery meat you don't want the mystery yeah meat. 
Or like, you know, we have like our salads. It's like in America, it's very much just like green salads, right? Like mm-hmm. you usually have your lettuce, your whatever, a different kind of lettuce and then just kind of the same staples. Where for us, it's, I don't know. I don't even think I had a salad, like lettuce in a salad until I came to America. Like <laughs> our salads, like we have like um, herring under like, it's called and, uh, herring under fur coats. So mm-hmm. it's literally just like a layer of herring. And then there's a layer of like potatoes and um carrots and my mom adds a little bit green apple and there's mayo slices i mean we have mayo or sour cream in every single food that we eat Hmm. um (laughs) and so it's like it's just different layers and then it ends with beets so it's really pretty and pink but you know so it's like a layered salad kind of like it would be maybe like seven layer dip but this is actually a salad like so there's a lot of different ingredients that we use but are not lettuce in our salads (laughs) That's so funny, like how, you know, like if you were just to tell someone, I I never thought about that, like if you were just to be like, oh, I had a salad for dinner, like depending on where this person is from, that's going to mean a million different things. And like, that's not something that I ever thought would have like a multitude of meanings. But here we are, like if you would have been like, oh, yeah, you know, I had had a salad last night, I'd think, okay, well, you know, like it's got lettuce, some sort of protein, some dressing and like maybe some other vegetables or fruits or whatever in it. Um, so interesting. That's more that, but that goes back to the, you know, the sociology aspect of things, you know? When, um, if we ever go to New York together, we'll go to a brunch at a Russian uh, restaurant where they have like just a buffet. So it's brunch buffet. So it's, you can try all the different Russian Ooh. food. Possibly <laughs> even the meat jello. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's so funny because like growing up, I like I wasn't necessarily I wouldn't consider myself a picky eater. I just like was an inexperienced eater because so fun fact for people who don't know. I don't know if you know this or not. My dad has never eaten cheese. Like what? <laughs> I wish y'all could see the face that Anya just made at me. Like why? What? Why? I like he, he just he just doesn't have cheese on it. He's never had pizza. He's never had cheese dip. He's never, like, if it has cheese on it, in it, around it, smells like cheese, looks like cheese, he's never even tried it. And he is, like, 80, 81 years old. So, like, that, this, his whole life, he's never, never had, never had a cheeseburger. It's just a hamburger. If we go to, like, Olive Garden, um, he gets, like, he makes sure he orders, like, a basket of breadsticks with no butter on them. Like, this is a whole thing. And... So he's like somewhat picky, I guess. Like we would have just like, you know, a group of meals that like my mom would make and like that's what we would, you know, eat. And, you know, we would go out to eat a lot. So, you know, that was fine. But um, like there were so many different things that I just like either hadn't tried or like didn't think I would like because they just weren't kept, you know, at our house. And so I remember like when I first like moved away from home, like I tried a Pop-Tart for the first time in like 2012. (laughs) And I was like, it's a good thing that I had not known about those because I would have been like, like a little roly poly my entire childhood because they're so good, you know, like. They um, still are good. And now I can try one until I move to America because we don't have those. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But like, you know, like something like Pop-Tarts. I'm trying to think of like other things. That, what like, was I your staple tried. food? What was your staple food at home? Like, like at what home? would be like a, like a normal, cause I'm guessing your mom did not make like five different meals, right? Like, or not five different meals, but like something separate for your dad. So like, what was right, the food yeah. that you guys So like, eat? I mean, my mom's from Alabama. 
I just said that's so country. I just heard oh, myself yeah. say that. I was like, Alabama. Oh, yeah. um, so my mom's from Alabama. Um, my dad's from Texas, like right at the Texas-Louisiana border. So like a lot of Southern food. And then, you know, I grew up in Memphis. So a lot of Southern food. But like there was a little bit of like Cajun food thrown in there, like with my dad. Um, but um, but so let's see. So chicken and rice casserole. That was like a go-to. So it's literally like cream of chicken soup. Cream of mushroom soup, rice, like, all mixed together, and then you, like, sprinkle, like, Ritz crackers, like, crumbled up Ritz crackers on the top, and you put it in the oven. <laughs> so, did did I ever tell you my feelings about casseroles? <laughs> what are your feelings about casseroles, Anya? I hate casseroles. I mean, I understand it. It's I understand. It's an unpopular opinion. People love it. And I'm like, well, in Minnesota, we call it hot dish. We're trying to be bougie here, okay? It's a hot dish. dish. Oh, hot dish. So it'll be like a green bean hot dish. And I'm like, it's still a gosh darn casserole. Like, it's still the same thing. Like, you just throw a bunch of things. And, like, and it's fine for, like, a cookout, you know, or whatever. If you have, like, like, your... Yeah, but then like i've had like i know people who've made it for like holidays and like they're me as they're yeah, me- like, like you know, i'm not talking about like mac and cheese i'm not talking about like mac and cheese you can technically call that a casserole like you know i'm but just like saying, green bean casserole at thanksgiving there's some things that should not just don't call it a casserole and i'm okay with it like if you bring me a casserole and say like oh i just made some green beans i'd be like awesome welcome thank you if you're gonna say you brought you're gonna be like i brought you green bean casserole i'm gonna be like um we're going to put this in the kitchen. <laughs> this is going to go in the trash. Um, so, okay, <laughs> let's see. Outside of chicken and rice casserole, um, stuffed bell peppers was a big thing. So it's like a bell pepper stuffed with, like, ground beef and rice and, um, yep. like, minced onion and, like, seasoning and stuff like My that. My mom makes that, too. So, so good. good. Um, Except uh, I don't eat the pepper part. Oh, I don't either. No, I don't either. I just eat the inside. But, like, I like the flavoring from the pepper. I just don't eat the pepper. Yep. Um, uh, let's see here. What are some other things? I'm trying to think. Um, meatloaf. Always meatloaf. Um, and, uh, gosh, I'm my, like, my mom's going to listen to this and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you didn't remember what I used to make. Uh, hamburger helper. Like, I make a famous, like, I don't know, pumpkin pie, and you didn't even mention it. <laughs> no, like, hamburger helper was a big thing. Like, you know, like, the potato stroganoff and, like, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and, um, but I'm try- I can't really think of anything else. One thing um, that is really big in Memphis, and you're going to, I know, you're going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? But it's, it's, it's delicious, um, is barbecue spaghetti. So what it is, don't roll your eyes. It's a casserole, I'm gonna guess. It's not a casserole, <laughs> it's a pasta dish. So it's it's spaghetti noodles and barbecue sauce and pulled pork. Okay. Do you just mix it in? Yeah, it's, so it's like it's literally like spaghetti. Like 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 Italian spaghetti, but instead of like marinara sauce or like whatever red sauce you use barbecue sauce and instead of like chicken or meatballs or whatever you do pulled pork i mean two of the three of those ingredients like separately those ingredients sound great like i mean like pulled pork (laughs) and barbecue sauce makes sense wonderful pulled pork and spaghetti like (laughs) that makes sense barbecue sauce and spaghetti that's (laughs) where just like that i I understand it's great it's it you are you have been um some of my friends uh like t- 
totally roast me about this. Like anytime I'll say like something is good, they're like, you aren't allowed to have like an opinion on this because you think barbecue spaghetti is amazing. But like it was on an episode of Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives. Like Guy Fieri's all about it. So my whole thing is like if well, Guy yeah, Fieri well, gives Guy it the stamp Fieri. of approval. Have you seen his hair? Like, I don't know that he okay. has a right to talk right. about anything. <laughs> So okay, you're not but making your case here. I'm really not helping myself. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Barbecue spaghetti is amazing. Um, anyone who does not agree, that's okay. You don't, uh, you know, you don't have to agree, but it's amazing. Um, I'm gonna have to try this. I'm gonna be. Yeah. If I come to Memphis, I'm gonna have some expectations. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of if there's any more like favorite foods or like, you know, things like that. But. Um, I don't know. Like, I think, I mean, we ate out a lot growing up just because, like, that was just something, like, fun that we did as a family. Um, so, you know, there's more, like, favorite restaurants than anything else, I guess. But, um, so, we have, a, we have, as I told you, several questions. Um, but one that was submitted by Paul Butler, um, he would like to know, are there certain foods or meals that you can only associate with, like, a particular holiday or occasion or memory in your mind well like in in russia in general or like in russian culture we don't necessarily have foods that is like oh like you know like thanksgiving like we don't have holidays where it's like oh you for sure or like you make ham for christmas right mm-hmm. in america it's like a big thing so it's yeah. like no but then i like i love thanksgiving so me and my dad make thanksgiving my parents have friends that are coming over so like i love 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 thanksgiving but like so of course you know the regular turkey the mm-hmm. everything all the thanksgiving except for any of the casseroles are really wonderful and we make all of that um so that definitely associates with Thanksgiving. and i've been trying to get my family to be like more traditional and such but <laughs> um no we don't and by traditional i mean like i'm trying to create new traditions with right, like yeah. my family so because we don't like in russia like we have like oh here's the holidays that we have you know but we don't have like oh this is what we're doing every year for sure on this yeah. holiday so i make it my parents and my sister and now that she has kids I think it's kind of really important to have that yeah. part of it and since I don't have kids I'm like I'm doing it for my nieces you know mm-hmm. um so but no we don't like I don't have anything that really is like I'm like oh this is what I think of you know it's mm-hmm. no sorry Paul <laughs> sorry Paul like Thanksgiving yeah Thanksgiving make me Thanksgiving well I know and I know because Paul um is Greek as well too so he they have some traditional stuff mm-hmm. that they make for different holidays because we usually him and I usually talk because our holidays like religious holidays coincide so like our our Christmas is not on your guys's Christmas mm-hmm. date so like and Easter is usually <laughs> different dates so me and him discuss and like what we're gonna make and he knows I am an obsessive cook like I'm not like, oh, I have five people here. I'm no, going to make go all food out. for five people. Yeah, I go crazy. I go a little crazy. Like you, like there was something that you did a couple weeks ago and it was just like you were just having f- birthday yeah. breakfast. <laughs> like it, y'all, it was like the freaking Four Seasons and the Ritz Carlton both got together and were like the president's coming into town. Let's have brunch. <laughs> and it was for, I'm like, if I was your sister, I would have passed out. I would have been like, thank you so much. I am so loved. Like, I talked about in the episode, of, like, right before um, you got on here, like, how I, like, like, I feel so loved and so special if, like, someone makes something for me, you know, like, food-wise. I mean, any like, 
in general, I mean, you know me, like if someone like drew a smiley face on a rock and gave it to me and told me like it made them think of me, like yeah. I would cry. But like <laughs> if like, I don't know. So like if somebody did something like that for me, I would just pass away. Like that would be it. Like I'm done. Emotional overload. Like, but like, I guess that's just kind of like par for the course with you. right? Well, well, and then that, like, that's one of the things is like in Russia, it's like you always for any holiday, you, it's not like, you know, you go to an American wedding and you get served rubber chicken and rice or rubber yeah. chicken and potatoes and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's always the same. It's never good. Like you don't go to a wedding for food. Let's just be realistic. Right. I don't care where like you go to a Russian wedding, like there's food, like you have to remind like, or even a birthday party, like if it's a re- at a restaurant, you have to remind people, Hey, the first course is just appetizer. So it's like, this is the cold course. There's going to be a second. And so we have food on a table constantly. Like mm-hmm. you're none of the guests are going to ever leave being hungry. Like, and so yeah. for our holidays, like that's, you know, we don't, we don't have like traditions, but one of the traditions is like, you better have more food than less like so yeah. that's why we just go ex- to an extreme <laughs> level to where it's just a ton and so there's always just a lot of food and you just you gotta come out stuffed and you know it kind of helps as we all know russian people do enjoy drinking so number one rule do why you? russian people yeah weird <laughs> why russian people can drink so much is because they drink and eat oh, so then so it soaks food it up. never goes away oh, yeah okay that's, that's the secret for you. There we go. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, that's how we have I need so to... much food. <laughs> okay, this makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so another question from Paul. Um, coming from another country, how important do you think food is to keeping with uh, traditions from your home country? Um, or, you know, like how do you use food to kind of stay close to where you're from? Well, I think, like I said, I mean, I don't cook Russian food, but my mom does. And actually, when I was in California, a couple of times I had to call my mom and I'm like, how do you make like simple like um, we have like these it's meat patties, kind of like a burger, but not mm-hmm. really. So it's like a meat patties that literally you just make on a stove top and there it's called katliate. So I was like, how do you make that? Like, because I was just craving Russian food, like because mm-hmm. when I lived there, didn't have my mom, you know, I would yeah. go to we we go to Russian stores, of course. There's, you know, Russian stores in pretty much every single state. Mm-hmm. Um, so we buy a lot of things there. And there's just staple foods that I like more from Russian stores. Like cold cuts are mm-hmm. a little bit better at, at Russian stores than, the, you know, just regular turkey or something yeah. here. So um, that's like we always have that. Bread, Russian bread is just so much better than American bread. <laughs> bread sorry, in general. I like, no, I like I believe you. Because I like, I mean, I love bread in general. Like, there's no bread that I will turn away. Yeah. Um. So now I'm gonna have to try Russian bread because if it's just that much better, there we go. Yeah. Or like, if you go to like, if you go to like a Jewish bakery, because we mm-hmm. have a couple around here too. Like, they make like the similar breads and stuff. So it's like, um, you know, there's just some things besides all the weird things that we eat mm-hmm. that we buy at a Russian store, obviously, because you can't get it yeah. at your local. they're not gonna Um, have it at like kroger or walmart yeah they might not have like caviar at your yeah walmart walmart in kentucky doesn't carry caviar sorry darn it yeah you know a lot of those things like even like um you know the liver well liver regular liver you can buy at a regular grocery store of course but you know some different spreads and stuff that we Mm -hmm. buy we just buy it um but yeah there was um a lot of it because American food is good, but it's just not 
especially if it's regular American food, it's mm-hmm. very, we all know it's very bland and stuff. And I won't say yeah. that Russian people use a lot of spices. Russian people really are just like salt, pepper, bay leaf, um, yeah. and all like uh, all spice, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, that's pretty much the main staples, but because of like the onion and garlic, like it adds a lot more flavor. It has right. a different kind of flavor where, you know, and then you add sour cream, horseradish and mayo, you mm-hmm. know, to like one of those three, yeah. to every single <laughs> you're good. Like, well, and, and- that's funny what you say about like the seasoning of American food because like I had such a benefit of like you know my dad being from you know right there on Louisiana border and then growing up in Memphis so like just like the the cultural traditions of those areas and having like all the seasonings on all the food and um, because now like I like I mean I'll put salt and pepper on something but that's not to me, salt and pepper is not seasoning. Like, you're not seasoning some chicken if you're putting salt and pepper on it. Like, yep. that's, like, at the end. Or, like, you know, you add salt to the water when you're making your pasta. Like, you don't you don't just, like, put that's not salt your main on the end. Seasoning. Yeah, that's not the main. Th- but so many people it is. And, like, I'm not trying to, like, throw shade at people who that is. Um, but if you if you don't know about seasonings, if you've never had Lowry's, Lowry's, I forget how you pronounce Lowry's, it. Lowry's, yeah. Um, then, uh. <laughs> Shoot me a little message. Um, uh, but yeah, I'll there's just. Some pictures of the yes, I'll send, Trader Joe's. Exactly. Really <laughs> I spent a bunch of money at Trader Joe's yesterday getting a bunch of spices and seasonings too. So, um, but yeah, it's just, it's just, I guess, a thing that people don't really think about if they don't, if they don't know. Yeah, well, which has been a really, I mean, now we have so many spices and stuff, but it's, you know, also too, like in why Russian people did not have as many spices and had the, to improvise with onion and garlic too, though, because they just didn't have that. Like, you know, it's like a lot of it, then eventually they got it from India, which was like the number one country to have all the wonderful spices back in the day. So, you know, but for a while, that's all they had. So uh, they kind of made do with it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it, things kind of have changed. And then, um, you know, there's things that I have moved to America and I have tried and I was like, I don't understand what's going on. Okay, and like I, what? <laughs> Well, the casseroles even, for one. <laughs> I mean, let's start out with TVDs. TV dinner that uh, people yeah. have had. Mm-hmm. I don't follow it. Like frozen food. Like even for, sometimes we'll have frozen vegetables, but like canned foods don't necessarily really understand the <laughs> a lot of them. Like I understand your regular like sweet peas, corn, like you know that need. But people eat like their whole meal out of a canned food. And I'm just like. I just don't get it because it's like there's those ingredients you could just buy and it will take you five minutes longer to cook, but it's going to be fresh. <laughs> so like, don't take me wrong. We have canned foods like right. in like my house, my parents' house, my sister's house, like all those things. But it's just, it's literally, you're just like regular basics, but not your meal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to so be that making stuff really fresh. Know. Yeah. Frozen, a lot of frozen foods. Again, like frozen, just you Again, the whole meal, if you buy it frozen, it's like, and you just have to microwave. So basically TV dinners or whatever, I also don't really necessarily follow because I'm like, eh, you can, yeah. I mean, and I understand that it's like, you know, there's obviously families with lower income. So I'm not trying to like. Right. No, but like up, if but, you have the option of yeah. like choosing, you know, whatever, then, yeah, you know. and also, but that's, but that's also another thing though, is like, you shouldn't have to like be at a certain income yeah, level to, to, to have access to good food, yeah. you know, that's, that's a whole nother issue in and of itself. Um, you know, especially in, in America is, you know, healthy food is so much more expensive, like yep. actual, like, you know, 
good tasting food and like just good food in general is so much more expensive. So, you know, when, when people, you know, are at a different socioeconomic level, they, they just get whatever they can afford and, you yeah. know, it's usually not great. And that's, that's stupid. That should not it's be the really, case. really, really sad because yeah. you should be able to afford to get, you know, tomatoes, cucumbers, onions, like right. potatoes, like produce. your family yeah. over getting you know a canned canned potatoes or whatever dried potatoes like all this stuff and it's like no like let's you know so it actually has been nice because there's more and more um dollar stores or like you know dollar store Mm -hmm. family dollar like those stores they are actually bringing in produce and groceries into their stores and so there's a lot more that are affordable that's really great that's good so that's kind of helps people you know and walmart makes it a little bit more Mm -hmm. affordable i mean but and so i don't know but Sorry, carried away there. <laughs> yeah, we both were like, ah! like just got really, really mad about it for a second. But anyway, continue. Um. Okay. So, what was the question? Yeah. So the next question, um, is from Eduardo, and he wants to know, um, to you, what is the best comfort food? I'll answer this as well, but I'll let you answer first. Oh man, um, this I. Well, I would say borscht. If I have Russian mm-hmm. food, like borscht is just like it's a good, just a nice meal, like no matter when, or just any kind of soup. I'm a huge soup person. It could mm-hmm. be 100 degrees outside, and I'm going to have Really? <laughs> I don't care. Like, especially like if there's like, like, or if it's like rainy outside, then I'll make like um, a tomato basil soup, you know, so or funny. if my mom makes borscht, that's always good. I just, soups is just my comfort food I think because it yeah. was always like when you're sick mm-hmm. they'll make you soup yeah, like so you know just it's like just... it makes you gives you the warm yeah. fuzzies yes yes um for me uh tequila no <laughs> <laughs> wait 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 same <laughs> no um for food <laughs> um I would say probably just pasta like any type of pasta um, you know, barbecue spaghetti, of course. Um, but, <laughs> but no, like, pasta, like but really any pasta. kind of pasta. Um, you know, like, What's it's your favorite just, pasta? I knew you were going to ask me that. And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't it's have lasagna. a favorite. Um, lasagna, if there's no ricotta cheese in it, cause I don't like ricotta cheese. I just, okay. I just don't like it. I don't know what it is about it, but I'm not a fan. But outside of like ricotta cheese, TikTok pasta that everybody was making, that TikTok uh-huh. thing. Okay, I'll send you some videos so okay. you can try that. Okay, it's that feta cheese, feta cheese spaghetti Ooh. or whatever that they're making. That sounds okay. good. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. There's just like something about it, and I feel like you can't really go wrong with a pasta dish. You know what I mean? Like no matter the sauce, no matter the noodle, no matter the protein, like. You just throw it all together. You got some pasta and it's going to be good um, if it's, you know, made well. Um, and, and again, that's just something that's just like warm and like a comfort food because like at Christmas, um, like it's funny, my family, we don't do like ham now at Christmas. Like um, my, like my parents and my brother and sister-in-law, niece and nephew, we all get together and we do spaghetti and so like regular spaghetti, not barbecue spaghetti, just to be, just to be specific. But that's, so that's to me, like, and my mom, like 
you know, it's like she calls it her like long spaghetti um, because it takes like a couple days to make the sauce and like all this stuff. And so, oh, it's she like sauce from scratch. Too. Yeah, I love that. And so like, I'm going to come over for Christmas. Perfect. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's I don't know, it's just like a tradition. So, you know, anytime I eat pasta, I just think I think about that. And, um, you know, so, yeah. I guess that would be it. I also, you know, I've never turned down a good chicken nugget. So, you know, I'm not going to say no to some fried chicken. So No, I will always say yes for, for to fried chicken. The only time it gets <laughs> so disappointing is if it's actually dried and bad. And I I'm just know. like, what? You won't even put this in your menu. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Why did you do this? I get so excited. Right. If there's chicken and waffles, I'm so, yep. it makes me so happy. Like, and usually I'm an ex-Benedict kind of breakfast person. Yeah. If I go out, like I love ex-Benedict, but like the only thing that tops on is chicken and waffles. And then it's like, so I get really sad if it's bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like there's just, it's not that hard. Just don't overcook it, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. So I have some um, questions for my friend Hannah um, on kind of food preferences and like, taste um so first of all she wants to know um what are our thoughts on tomato equals fruit and strawberry equals vegetable i don't care you can identify whatever you <laughs> yeah as long as it tastes good and i have tomatoes every single day of my life so you're a tomato, you're a tomato is person my favorite fruit i guess <laughs> I'd never heard that like I mean now that I'm thinking about the strawberry is a vegetable thing I like I I guess I get it but like I'd never heard that before um but I mean I I mean I'm like you like I don't care call it whatever you want like it just I want to eat it like especially chocolate covered strawberries yes yeah no I actually I never heard that strawberry is a vegetable that's I had until she submitted that question I had not did you research it and be like, is this true? Uh, no, you know, I should have, but I didn't. I'm just going to be real <laughs> honest here. So, so that's that. <laughs> but um, there's a lot of other vegetables that like, act, like vegetables yeah, that are actually, they could like go back and forth. Yeah. Vegetables. And I'm just like, I really don't care. This is yeah, what you just want to eat. It. Yeah. I'm just going to eat it. I don't yeah. care what you think you are. Well, and you know, the best part about chocolate covered strawberries, you know, other than like the fact that they're delicious is like. You, it, it's okay to eat as many as you want because it's a fruit or a vegetable, depending yes. on what side of this argument that you and are on. If you think that like chocolate is really like the cocoa bean, you know, plant. so really it's a plant. <clears throat> it's a plant. It is from healthy. the earth. So, you know, you are just, you know, if you're eating chocolate covered strawberries, you are really just like the I epitome mean, of health and nutrition. When I'm drinking wine, I'm really eating a grape salad, so whatever. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no one take nutritional advice from me or Anya. <laughs> um, so now Hannah would like to know, what is your arch ne- nemesis vegetable? Like, what vegetable do you just hate? I There's vegetables that I hate cooked. Okay. So celery, do not add. Like, I will not add celery to my chicken noodles. <laughs> I will like I can eat raw celery, but, but not cooked cook. celery. I just cannot um, huh. handle it. I don't like it. Um, I don't add it to my like turkey stuffing, like or any like I will not. I will substitute it with anything, everything. I will not cook hmm. it. Um, and then the other one 
is that I do add, I just cut really, really small to where like, I almost like trick myself into mm-hmm. thinking that it's not there <laughs> is um, carrots. Like, so the same, yeah. I will eat cook, mm-hmm. uh, rock carrots, but for cooked carrots, I just don't yeah. like when it's like big chunky spot. Oh, like yeah. I just like shred it because I know mm-hmm. it adds a lot of flavor to soup right. and stuff. So I just shred it really small yeah. and then like I trick myself into it. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's really any vegetables that I'm just like, Oh no, I'm not going to eat that. Cause what about eat- fruits? Nope. I will eat everything. I just, there's some that I like less than others. Mm-hmm. Like apples. I can't tell you last time I had an mm. apple. Like I, I'd rather I have an apple have every day. Oh no. Yeah. See, like I like apples when I do have one, like sometimes, mm-hmm. but I never crave apples. Like apple yeah. and peanut butter is always mm-hmm. so good or any kind of like sunflower butter, yeah. almond butter, like mm-hmm. so good. But I just don't really have, it's just not something that I yeah. have. I have a lot of berries. Okay. Berries. Yeah. Like blueberries, raspberries, berries is just yeah. all the way. So. For oh. me. Oh, yeah, go ahead. You know what's like pumpkin or whatever? Like my mom mm-hmm. makes like baked pumpkin and stuff or pumpkin pie. It's Pumpkin spice lattes. And yeah, pumpkin, everything. Mm-mm. It's a Mm-mm. big no for me. And I never even had any of those things. I'm like your dad. <laughs> I've never had a pumpkin. And my, like, maybe I tried it at some point and I just don't recall. You, but like, don't, don't do it. Like, it's not worth it. And, it's terrible. Yeah. And so I, pumpkin is my one thing. And I don't know, is it a fruit? Is it a vegetable? I have no idea. But that's my vegetable, one. Vegetable, I think. Because it's from the ground. Like it's from a vine. Right. So that that's my one that I'm like, yeah. I just will not eat. I love pumpkin seeds, but just mm-hmm. not the rest of the pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, for vegetables, I think the one thing that really just like jumps out at me is avocados. Is that is that a fruit or a vegetable? Um, I don't know. But you just told me about this two days ago. Yeah. And I just I'm kind of starting to rethink our friendship. Like, I don't know. Listen, this is going to work out. Listen. And am I going to show up dressed as an avocado for, <laughs> like, next time we see each other? I will there's... still love that. I just won't, like, I, I won't eat you. Like, <laughs> like, and I wouldn't think you would want that either. So, um, but, but yeah, I just, I can't. I've tried, I've tried guacamole. I've tried avocado. I've tried avocado toast. I've tried it all these million different ways. And I just, I don't know if it's the texture. I don't know what it is, but I just can't, I can't do it. Um, Try little spices. I have, I've done it with like seasonings and spices. I just, I just can't, I can't do it. I hate it. It's an acquired taste. I would say that probably because I never tried avocado until I moved to America. So mm-hmm. we did not have avocado. Uh, surprise, Lithuania and Russia right. do not That's have shocking, avocado. you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't have that. So when we first tried it, I was like, what? And they're just like, just put some salt in it and eat an avocado. And I tried it and I was like, I'm just eating grass outside right now. <laughs> like there was something about it. And then um, eventually I did learn to love it. And now I love yeah. avocado. So everything um. avocado. The only other thing that like jumps out at me, and you're probably gonna roast me for it, is um, bananas. I just can't do bananas. I can eat bananas, but they're like apples to me. Yeah. Like, I just like if it, if like I can't do banana flavor. I can't do it like banana bread. Like I don't know what it is. And I have tried like my parents tried to get me to eat bananas. I tried my whole life, like, I, and I just can't do it. I don't like. I think it's a mix of like the texture and the taste and like all of it at the same time. Like, yeah. I really wish that I did because like, there's so many things that have like banana in them that I want to eat and they're good for you, but you know, I just can't do it. 
Uh, well, I think with bananas, it's fun. like raw, great, baked bananas, like as in like uh, banana bread, great. Mm-hmm. Or like my mom makes like if she makes crepes, like then she'll put like a banana inside and then she'll like, you know, basically like cook it together. Mm-hmm. So then like it's kind of cooked banana. So like it's good. Uh, the banana flavored, you know, gums, candy, um, smoothies, laffy taffy, disgusting. I will agree <laughs> with that. Um, there's, it's just you're just, you know, smelling a sock while you're eating a candy. It's super <laughs> gross. I, oh I will agree with that. The banana flavor is just not the best flavor to add or should just actually never be. Even to smoothies, banana is not good. Yeah. Um, well, I will so see. I'm not going to hate it. you this much. <laughs> see, there we go. <laughs> um, okay. And then the last, the last two questions kind of go together. So um, do you prefer like carbs versus sugar like sweet versus savory like what what when you know you have like a craving or you want a comfort food or something like that that's not soup um are you more sweet or savory savory 100% savory for a long time I didn't even eat sweets um Mm -hmm. sometimes like my mom had like recently I don't know I've been like eating a couple sweet things and my mom's like you don't even like desserts there's only one (laughs) dessert that I do like really like I'll be like I will always get it and have at least a couple bites it's from uh, the red velvet cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory oh there you go (laughs) (laughs) super good but other than that like you know it's like if there's gonna be a cake I'd rather it to be chocolate like Mm -hmm, or like chocolate covered strawberries that Mm -hmm. I can like do um but if like it's not too sweet because if we're going to, like, if I'm going to eat 500 calories, it's going to be tacos or pizza <laughs> or, you know, even, or, like, if we're talking comfort, like, meatloaf, like, potatoes, yeah. you know, ma- give See, that, I'm the a same ton way. of mashed like, potatoes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't ever want cake instead of real food. Right. Like, and I, you know, my mom has a really big sweet tooth, and but I, I just, I never have. Um, no. You know, like, I mean, my go-to dessert is the um, chocolate lava cake at Chili's. Um, I mean, you know, I love Chili's in general. You know this Yeah, I was me. like, I don't even know last time I have been to Chili's, but yeah. Um, but, and, I mean, really any chocolate lava cake in general, because, you know, it's a chocolate cake yeah. with, like, liquid chocolate in the center. How with are you going to not like that, you know? Um, but but I don't, like, crave things like that, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I'll, you know, again, with the pasta and the, like, if it is a potato, literally... In any form, I'm for it. I want it. You know, um, <laughs> it's actually really funny because my – so I mentioned earlier that I like tomatoes. And I will have tomatoes for snack at all times. Like sometimes, like I'm not <laughs> the person like that comes Like cherry tomatoes or like – Like cherry tomatoes, regular tomatoes cut up with a little salt. <laughs> sometimes a little like dill on top of it. It doesn't You're matter. You're so funny. And like love tomato. Well, I love tomatoes and I love cheese. Like I have five different kinds of cheese at all times. <laughs> like just in general. But like, yeah, tomato. I mean, there's been times when like, you know, I'm just like, it's eleven o'clock at night. I'm like, I'll just eat a tomato, like just the salt just and pepper, casual maybe tomato. Just a little lemon on it. Like, yeah, I make okay. <laughs> so like that's like like I will take that over ice cream. You know, yeah, people are listening to this. Like, what the hell is wrong with this girl? Like, weirdo. <laughs> She wants a tomato and some salt instead of uh, ice cream. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, so like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can, you can have the, you can have the, the sweets, you know, I mean, like, yeah. I, lo- I mean, don't get me wrong. I love sweet things. Um, I love dessert, but like, I would rather like eat my weight in like chips and queso than, you know, 100%. A, a slice of cake. 
So I 100% agree, especially <laughs> if it's like a regular white sheet cake. I'm like, you know, when you go Goodbye. to a birthday or something, yeah. regular cake, I'm just like, I don't like, have that's time offensive. for this. Like, yeah. where's the chip and salsa? Right. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Well, that is all the questions that I have. Is there anything else that you would like to, to add to tell people about? Like, No, I have a question for you. Oh. So what is the food that, like, you know, because I think, well, you obviously know who Guy Fieri is, so you, I don't know how much you watch, <laughs> like, food show channels and stuff and, like, just in general. But, like, what is some foods that you would love to try that you have not tried yet or at least are interested? Like, I'm not saying you're going to love it, but, like, mm-hmm. really interested to try um, so I'm a huge Gordon Ramsay fan. Like I I love Gordon Ramsay. Um and there's a there's a story I'll tell you about Gordon Ramsay um when we're not on the air on this podcast. <laughs> so I'll tell you that when we stop recording. Um but I love him. So like I watch like Hell's Kitchen and MasterChef and like I um for Christmas one year got like the masterclass of like his like cooking thing. So like like learn how to cook from him and all this stuff. So like I learned how to make a steak from Gordon Ramsay so I can make a great steak. Um, but he, you know, he's got restaurants like in Vegas and like all over the U S and like, you know, in the UK and stuff. So I really want to go to one of his restaurants and I want to try beef Wellington. I've never had beef Wellington, but like, that's like one of his specialty things. And, um, there's something else that like I thought of the other day. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like there's so many things that, like, I want to try. Because um, for, the, for the most part, there's nothing that I won't try at least once. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be like. You got to try twice. Oh, twice. Oh, okay. Because you got to make sure that you really did not like it the first okay. time. That it wasn't just, like, a shocked reaction. That, like, yeah. I been like, okay, yeah. that's, that's, that's good cool. advice. But, I mean, there's so many things that, like, I love going places and, like, whatever, like, the local specialty is. Like, when we go to Chicago, I'm going to have to try deep dish pizza. I'm going to bring, like, my bottle of 200 lactates with me so that, like, you know, I don't. Oh, yeah, we're going to go to Lithuanian restaurant, too. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. You told me about that. So, that's going to be interesting. I'm a little nervous about that. Um, Potatoes. Okay, then I'll love it. (laughs) Then it'll be great. Um, everyone else is going to be like, we're going to go to like Wendy's. We'll see y'all after the Lithuanian restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) We can go there for like lunch on Monday when like everyone else is left. Yes. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like there's not many things that I'm like, I'm not trying that unless it's, you know, like obviously something really ridiculous, but, um, but yeah, I mean, have you had like oysters, clams, like all those? I haven't. Oh, you should see her face. I don't oh. think she's trying those. I think that's where she draws the line. Yeah, it's like it just looks gross. Oh. I have a feeling like when we go to Boston or Maine or whatever, like you're probably going to like make me try something like that. But, you know, I I will try it. I'm not going to be like, I won't try that. I will try it. I'll probably like puke on the table um, and embarrass myself in public. But I'll give it a shot. And you know what? I may love it. And I may be, you know coming back on here like hey guys just got back from boston oysters are my favorite food now like you know <laughs> who knows i mean they're an aphrodisiac so you know maybe i should give them a shot yeah you'd never know yeah i was just wondering because it's like you know everybody has that food where they like draw the line where they're like oh i never tried that and i'm never going to that, you know you know and i might draw the line with that we'll see 
But you know, you'll never know. We'll find out. We'll find out in a couple of months. <laughs> I, I'm really persuasive. Like I will, I will say that. Yeah, I fully believe that. Um, <laughs> because you convinced me to take a trip to Boston. <laughs> That's true. Um, so. But yeah, I feel like between you and Paul, like Paul will just be like, "Hey, you should try this," and I'll be like, "Okay." Like just <laughs> like Paul's yep. the nicest person in the world, and he's like, "You should do this." Okay. okay. Yep. Hey, okay, let's not let. <laughs> So all right, all right, all right, all right. Go. <laughs> all right. So on that note, no. um, but but yeah, thank you, thank you so much for for coming on here and talking about food and uh, you know talking about your background and um, enlightening everybody to to different parts of culture. So if you're if you're in an area that has like you know Russian stores or Russian restaurants, Lithuanian restaurants, stuff like that, go give them a shot. Um, you know, let me or Anya know if you try it and. Um, let me know what like some of y'all's like favorite comfort foods and like you know food memories and stuff like that are because I love I love hearing that. Well, thank you very much for having me on. This was really fun. Yeah, this was great. I love it. So thank you, and I'll talk to you in five minutes. Yes.